I'm making an executive decision. Uh oh. We're moving into the summer. I think this summer we're gonna cover just summer movies. Summer movies slash kids in danger. Sweep the lick. You have a problem with that. Welcome to the Project Gen X Retro Summer Series 2022. Sarah, beware. I have been generous up until now, but I can be cruel. Starting in May and ending in August, we will review the summer movies from our youth that include Tron. I still don't understand why you want to break into the system. Because, man, somewhere in one of these memories is the evidence. If I got in far enough, I could reconstruct it. Adventures in babysitting. Don't fuck with the babysitter. The Goonies. Don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never say die. Back to the future. Whoa, this is heavy. There's that word again. Heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? What? And so much more. We talked into the night. The kind of talk that seemed important until you discover girls. If I can only have one food for the rest of my life, that's easy. Pass. Cherry flavor pass. Along the way, we will also sprinkle in some non-movie goodness that will remind us what it was like to be a kid when the socks were high, the shorts were extra short, and there wasn't a cell phone to be seen. E.T. phone home. E.T. phone home. Who wants to call somebody? So sit back and join Big Dave, Barry, and myself, Alan Smith, to relive the magic of the 80s and the retro summer. Oh, believe me, I, I, I'm just going to sit over here and do what I do, all right. <laughs> which isn't much. <laughs> this is true. Welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. I am your host, Alan Smith. I'm here along with you. <laughs> evidently nobody. <laughs> Move on. Who are you? Uh, and this, <laughs> this week in our retro summer uh, episode, we are going to cover the 1984 movie, the Karate Kid. For the record, the original, none of the sequels. Oh, okay, yeah. We'll talk about them, but maybe. We're going with the original. Or the um, terrible remake. And that does not exist. So nope. Which is fun. Okay, before we get, let's talk about that. If you really want to title it correctly, it's The Kung, Kung Fu, Fu Kid, Kid which yeah. is what it's called everywhere else in the world except for America. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Um, do you want to give us a rundown of who's in this movie? I will give you the stats on this. And the oh, stats right. and everything, and then I will read a summary. So, we have the 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, directed by John, and I can never pronounce this right, Avildsen. Sure. I think that's it. Uh, produced by Jerry Weintraub. <sighs> Columbia Pictures. Mm-hmm. Okay. Original budget on this movie was $8 million. Okay. The final box office tallies hundred and thirty point yes. five million on this. This was thing. a blockbuster. Exploded. So, our cast. <laughs> Here we go. All right. First off, straight off of the Outsiders, mm-hmm. Ralph Macchio playing Daniel Larusso from Happy Days. I would have set up the Academy. Up the well, actually, I don't I have to look to see. Which <laughs> I think one came that up was before. before. I think it was before. Crime. I think that was eighty two. So yeah. I think you're right. Um, from Happy Days mm-hmm. of all things, 
And it's actually kind of interesting. In the credits, his name is listed as Noriyuke Morita. Oh, nice. But everyone is American name. Pat. Yeah. Pat Morita. Also, he was in Midway. Yes. Don't forget that. He's been in, he's been in MASH. Yeah. He's been in just a ton uh, of uh, stuff. Yeah, he was in MASH. That's right. So. As the ultimate 80s bad guy. In everything he ever appeared in. Specifically, the one that I had listed is just one of the guys. Mm-hmm. Billy Zabka mm-hmm. as Johnny Lawrence. Mm-hmm. From one of our previous episodes, Adventures in Babysitting. Yes. So we're, we're getting a repeat, a shoe Pete. Elizabeth Shoe plays Allie Mills. Mm-hmm. From the TV show Cagney and Lacey, Martin Cove plays John Kreese. Oh, I forgot he was on Cagney and Lacey. Yes. <laughs> he was also in, like, he was in a couple of Chuck Norris, but he was in like some of the canon films. Uh, stuff, not Chuck man. Norris. Uh, um, he was in first uh, one of the first Bloods. I think yeah, Rambo. He was in that yeah, one. I, I, he was he was one of those eighties. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you need a bad oh, yeah. guy. Bring him in. Here yeah, go. bad it's, guy yeah. with good hair. Yeah, That's your yeah, guy. Go. Um, from the TV show Soap, and later on she was in Mad Men. Randy oh, Keller. Yes. Uh, Randy Heller. Uh, played Lucille LaRusso. I did not know she was on Mad Men. I've never yeah. watched Mad Men, but I, I, now that you said that, I remember she was on Soap. She was on Soap. Soap. Was a One of the first lesbian show. characters on television, oh, nice. as a matter of fact. Her and then Billy Crystal playing a gay man. Yes. Which was, yeah. Um, from the movie Jimmy Hollywood, <laughs> playing Dutch, Chad McQueen. Mm-hmm. You might know his dad, Steve. Steve. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. That is Steve McQueen's son. Wow. Uh <laughs> playing, and I can't make this name up. Bobby Brown was the character's uh, yes. name. Was an actor by the name of Ron Thomas, who later went on to become an actual martial arts sensei. Yes. Uh, Jimmy, one of the other sidekicks, was a gentleman by the name of Tony O'Dell. The only thing I could find him in, but I know it's going to speak to the two of you, he was in Chopping Mall. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. Okay. Nice. And uh, Tommy, uh, another one of the main characters, uh, was an actor by the name of Ron Garrison, or Rob Garrison, Rob excuse G- me. Okay. And again, couldn't really find a whole lot on what he had done on this, so he was kind of a, hey, it's that guy. He's Cobra Kai, right? He's Cobra Kai, do or die. That's what, hey, listen. All right. Strike I wrote, so I wrote. You wrote a summary? A summary. Give us this. the Ellen oh, notes, the, the cliff notes. Si- no, 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 no. And since you guys have like crapped on my recent ones about being so bland uh-huh. and so like not really summarizing the movie and all that kind of stuff, I want a different direction with Okay. This. This should be entertaining. <clears throat> I'm intrigued. Daniel LaRusso just moved to Reseda, California from New Jersey, and he doesn't know anyone. Encouraged by his mother, he goes to a beach party to meet, to meet new people. This is where he first meets Allie Mills and her ex-boyfriend, Johnny Lawrence. When Daniel and Allie start talking, Johnny interrupts wanting to talk to Allie himself. Daniel steps in, and Johnny unleashes his knowledge of Cobra Kai. As Daniel lies embarrassed in the sand, Johnny yells, Welcome to the OC, bitch! And he rides off on his motorcycle <laughs> with his Cobra Kai brothers. As school starts, Cobra Kai continue to bully Daniel, so he starts uh, brushing up on the karate he took at the YMCA back in Jersey. The apartment building handyman, Mr. Miyagi, takes notice of Daniel's wounds and they strike up a friendship. When Daniel is attacked by the Cobra Kais after Daniel pulls a bitch move on Johnny at the Halloween dance, the Cobra Kai gang run him down and proceed to deliver a well-deserved beatdown. But Mr. Miyagi, a grown adult and highly trained martial artist, beats the living shit out of a bunch of minors and suffers no repercussions. Mr. Miyagi decides to escalate the problem by invading Cobra Kai Dojo and challenging John Kreese to a proxy war using children as avatars at the under-18 All-Valley Karate Championship. 
Kreese agrees to call off his boys in the, in the lead up to the tournament, but warns that it will be open season on them both if they fail to show. In the meantime, Daniel uses his new freedom to be a total asshole to Johnny, and Mr. Miyagi uses Daniel as child labor to wash and wax his cars, paint his fence, and send his and sand his deck all under the guise of quote unquote training. Oh yeah, Daniel and Allie become a thing, but it doesn't matter because she dumps his ass at prom for a football player from UCLA. At the under at the under-18 All-Valley Championship, Mr. Miyagi lies about Daniel's training and steals a piece of equipment to get him through the door, and the stage is set for a showdown. Predictably, both Daniel and Johnny make it to the finals, but Daniel's knee is hurt by another member of Cobra Kai. After Mr. Miyagi practices an unlicensed medical procedure on Daniel that doesn't set him up for future surgeries or a lifetime of chronic pain at all, Daniel makes a dramatic return to the tournament's finale. After a back-and-forth battle, Daniel dramatically performs an illegal head kick and the judge doesn't disqualify him, qualify him immediately because it doesn't serve the plot. Johnny, being the bigger man, presents Daniel with the trophy, but neither man realizes they will both be cursed to never move on from this fleeting moment of glory, and this curse will have far-reaching consequences for decades. As Daniel is celebrating, Mr. Miyagi stands with a big smile on his face because he knows that just like Japanese Emperor Showa in the lead-up to World War II, he had used deceit and the element of surprise to kamikaze the unsuspecting American victim, Johnny Lawrence. But like the surprise attack on Pearl Harbor, Mr. Miyagi has awakened a sleeping giant who will rise from the ashes and return Cobra Kai to the glory of future YouTube and Netflix series where both Johnny and Daniel use the lessons learned from their respective senseis to continue their proxy war by radicalizing children to their calls, including their own flesh and blood. Strike hard, strike fast, strike first. No more. I'm speechless. This is what happens when goths decide to write <laughs> IMDb references. Tell me any of that is wrong. You could, you could have just said it's Rocky for karate, and that would have been the entire plot right there. But no. You, you went, what, Hirohito on us? What was that? <laughs> I... I, I He's not wrong. That's the bad part. <laughs> I want to say he's wrong, but he's not wrong. All right, folks, that was the podcast. Thanks for showing. <laughs> My God, I feel dirty now. Why do we let him write the summary? I'm I dare you to write one better. Jeez. <laughs> At this point, I'd be willing to bet he's got a Tumblr account that he does fan fiction on. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't even know where to go after that. Uh, All right. You know what? Let's talk about the casting on this day. Is that uh, the safest place to go? Um, so, yeah, on this casting initially, wow. I just, I'm still stunned on this. <laughs> so, initially for Daniel, yeah. these are some of the, and, and again, I would have loved to have seen some of these actually end up playing Daniel. Sean Penn. Robert Downey Jr., Charlie Sheen, John Cryer, Emilio Estevez, Nicholas Cage, Anthony Edwards, C. Thomas Howell, uh, Tom Cruise, Eric Stoltz, and D.B. Sweeney. I don't think any of them could have been whiny enough to be Daniel. Of all of those, I think C. Thomas Howell would have probably fit the role the best. So those were the ones that were for Johnny. Or excuse me, for, for Daniel. I was say that. <laughs> oh, never mind. In that, in that case. It's for <laughs> Allie, it was Helen Hunt and Demi Moore. For his mom, Valerie Harper, I would have loved to have seen that, just nice. for the record. That would have been interesting. I yeah. would have killed to have seen that. But the best one, and I can't make this up if I tried, 
almost cast as Johnny Lawrence, Crispin Glover. That would have been the weirdest Johnny Man. Lawrence that oh. ever walked the planet. All right, all right, all right. First off, like we said, you know, with William Zabska. Zabka. Zabka, excuse me. I'll get it out here in a second. Sorry, I'm still recovering from that. <laughs> so are we. <laughs> um, Crispin Glover would have been a very much more punchable oh, yeah. Johnny Lawrence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... Uh, I just can't see him in a physical role. No, you no, know? no, no, I just, no, no, I can't. No. I mean, no. even in, in Charlie's Angels, he had some phys- you know, some physicality going. And I mean, he, he did knock out Biff, but that's a different movie. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that. But... Uh, <laughs> just wait till that summary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, oh, boy. This... <laughs> I just I cannot see some of the casting choices on this. And believe it or not, this movie was actually semi autobiographical. Okay. Um, the original, the writer on this was talking about how he, um, I believe it was from the World's Fair or something. He was coming home and got jumped by a bunch of guys, and decided he wanted to learn karate. Well, one, the first guy he went to was um, really just, you know, teaching people just to beat people up. Right. And he said that's not what I wanted to do. So he ended up finding this guy who. Oddly enough, his last name was Miyagi and was teaching on that style of karate of more of a first learn to heal than learn to help, to hurt kind right. of thing. And he really gravitated toward it. So when he started writing this movie, he, he pulled upon a lot of those elements of it. And, and you can see it in the movie. I mean, you can definitely see those kind of transitions, the fish out of water element. I mean, there, there's a reason why people joke and say that this is rocky for kids because yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I it's, get it. There's yeah. a lot of those elements in it. Um, oddly enough, they initially weren't going to call it the Karate Kid. What was it going to be? I don't know. Oh, but okay. They, I, I figured DC, that would have been a well, trivia question. I'm somewhere. sorry, Comic Boy, you 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 failed me here. There was a DC Comics line called the Karate Kid before this movie I didn't came read out. DC Comics, so. and that's that was one of the big ones that they were uh, battling with. There, there have DC always ended been, up giving them permission to do it. Yeah, so. there have always been comics. But, you know, there was Shang-Chi, there was uh, uh, Kung Fu Master, there was a Marvel Comics. I mean, there there have been a lot of martial arts, oh, yeah. you know, oriented. Um, well, and they do say that this when this movie came out, it started the huge, huge, huge push for people to sign up for karate classes. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, no, you oh, totally no. saw it. Oh, that nobody, out of dojo nobody was really doing that until this movie came out, and then it was this whole idea of, you know, the spiritualism part of it, the physical part of it, and everything, and it just seems like immediately, overnight, these places popped up everywhere. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember growing up here in, in Middle Tennessee, and, you know, even in my little town that I was at, three of them popped up in the process of less than a year. I mean, and I was just like, this is like middle of nowhere, Tennessee. How are we getting dojos? What is this? Even, you know, even I, yeah, I had the opportunity in my twenties. Somebody decided to start. Uh, one of the guys that I went to church with decided to start teaching classes at the church for free, and he was yeah, second or third degree. All, I think I mean, he was second degree, yeah. but I took until I broke my foot on his shin. You know, I, I was, it happens. I was actually, you know, doing fairly well and really well, enjoying this it. This was ouch. This wound up being the number five movie of the year of nineteen eighty four. Oh yeah, um, this thing which, made bank. Again, made if you go back to nineteen eighty four, like we we have an episode about the, the films of nineteen eighty four. Yeah, that was a spectacular year. 
Uh, one of the things I wanted to look up here was what it opened against because oh, that's a good point. There are several weekends where it's a I can't believe they released all of those movies at the same time. Oh yeah, um, and I'm not. Well, while you're seeing, looking I'm that okay, up, go ahead. There's something else I wanted to touch on here because I mentioned early that um, oh, one of the cast members, Chad McQueen, his dad Steve McQueen. Well, there was yeah. a lot. Of nepotism in this movie. A lot. I was surprised to see how much it was in this. Uh, as I mentioned, Chad McQueen was son of Steve McQueen. One of uh, Daniel's buddies, uh, when Freddie invites him to the beach party, one of the yeah. guys that was there, it was a guy named Chucky. It was played by Frank Burt Avalon, as in Frankie, Frankie Avalon's Avalon. Oh, nice. okay. oh, I ain't done. I ain't done. Remember the scene where they're at the dance and the guy's running around in the chicken costume throwing yeah. eggs? Well, the guy in the chicken costume, his name, is, or the actor's name was Todd Lookenauld. His older brother was Mike Lookenauld. You know him better as Bobby from the Brady Bunch. Oh, okay. And Okay, the youngest one. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got one more. And again, I think it was like some Los Angeles-based law or California law or something that said that if Elizabeth Shue was in a movie, her brother had to be in it somewhere too. Well, well, this is true here too. Andrew Shue, you know, the 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 key hang along uh, was actually one of the Cobra Kai. He was okay. you know, had one of the background pieces as one of the Cobra Kai members, and I think I remember seeing him on screen when I went back and watched it, but I didn't realize it was him until later on. But you know, it's like again, Adventures in Babysitting. He was in that, right? I wouldn't surprise me if he had some kind of small part in Cocktail. You know, anything that, that Elizabeth Shue was in, in he lines. somehow got a role in there. So I don't know. He's still taking stuff I'm up having, here. I'm having a hard <laughs> time finding. Oh, wait, here we go. Okay. Did you find it? Uh, Did you find it? it? Are we there yet? Yes. <laughs> are we there yet? I'm hungry. Are we there yet? You have to pee. It was what, June 9th? Is that when it was released? Uh, was it either June or July? It was June 22nd, actually. June 22nd. Yes. I don't yep. want to sit in the middle of my feet on the hump. <laughs> <laughs> he's touching me. This is what happens when we are ill-prepared. But while he's still looking up that list, so there's a lot of things that we can talk about on this movie. I mean, How about the fact that they point out that Germany wasn't the only country rounding up folks and putting them in camps? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's the whole scene. Uh, it, didn't, it didn't open against So surprisingly enough, week. this thing actually was nominated for a lot of awards. Oh, yeah. It's not many times you see a movie like this that actually gets nominated. Pat Morita was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. He was oh. nominated for the freaking Academy Awards. He didn't I, win it, but he was he nominated was for, nominated like, for it. That never happens. I was wrong. Uh-oh. No, I wasn't. Okay. It opened up against the Pope of Greenwich, Greenwich Village. Okay. And Rhinestone. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Now, that was, was a blessing. It was one week... Off from opening against uh, Top Secret, Gremlins, Ghostbusters, um, and Beat Street. Wow, <laughs> that was the previous weekend. Wow, so. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a bit of a beast. So something else I wanted to kind of touch on with this, you know, like I said, it surprised the hell yeah. out of me that this thing was even nominated for so many awards. It actually ended up winning um, a couple of Golden Globes. Yeah, uh, I believe it won. Uh, Elizabeth Shue won for Best Young Supporting Actress. Uh, There's a couple of others that it was nominated for a bunch of others. But, I mean, it, 
there was a lot of cultural significance to this movie that that was kind of buried that most people didn't really pay attention to until they go back and rewatch it later on. Right. Um, the scene that you were talking about where Miyagi gets drunk and is, you know... It's the anniversary of his wife. It was he and his wife's yes. anniversary. And you find out during that scene that while he was off fighting in the war for America, mm-hmm. winning the Congressional Medal of Honor, his wife, his pregnant wife, was rounded up by the U.S. government... And put in one of those camps. Well, that not they just had. fighting for America, fighting against the very people that he is from. Yeah, you know that's the thing that was just. And then he gets a letter while he's fighting on yeah. the lines that his wife and son died in childbirth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which I always in, thought an internment camp that yep. in America was such an odd. He it, the reason like, it's in there is because he insisted it be in there if he was going to do the movie. Yeah, he. <clears throat> so there's a big story with with Pat Morita because initially they didn't want him. They okay. wanted um, who was it? it? Wasn't Sonny Chiba? It was um, someone else. I think it's in my notes here somewhere. <laughs> Sonny Chiba would made sense because they were putting Sonny Chiba in everything yeah, around this yeah, time were, period. Uh, <laughs> hang on, just a moment. <laughs> hey, we need an Asian guy that that can do martial arts. Get Sonny Chiba. You know? Oh, the, oh, it was uh, Toshiro Mifune. Okay. From uh, uh, Seven Samurai and Hidden Fortress and things like that. A lot of Kurosawa films. Right. Um, the reason why they didn't go with him, he didn't speak English. That can be a problem. But they were <laughs> they were concerned about, you know, with Pat Morita. Because of because, Happy Days. Well, because he was known for mostly comedic roles. He was known for MASH. He was known for Happy Days. He'd done stand-up comedy. Right. And they just didn't know how that was going to translate in this. So initially, they didn't want him. And then and full-on American accent. Well, right. Uh, yeah, right. I, he, did, he had no accent whatsoever. So he actually went... Grew a beard and started imitating his uncle. So <laughs> what enough. you hear from Mr. Miyagi is mm-hmm. is actually Pat Morita's uncle. Well, that's cool, doing the voice though. on I mean, it, that, and it's it yeah. really it changed the whole influx of the movie. You know, just the whole. I hate to use the word guru, but mm-hmm. you know the the sensei, the mm-hmm. the teacher. You know that element of it just kind of had that little bit of mysticism to it, and it really kind of made the movie for me. Uh, I, I would also have to say that. This movie definitely probably had a lot to do with uh, why so many people like bonsai trees. Oh, yeah. Oh, now, oh I no, mean, that was no doubt. Yeah. I mean, that was just a all of a sudden you started seeing bonsai trees everywhere. Oh, yeah. After this movie. Absolutely. I mean, you saw bonsai trees. You saw that headband. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. That headband. Everybody everywhere. Had- um, I'm trying to think of some of the other elements that came out of this movie that just you couldn't get away from. Uh, the crane kick. Oh, okay. oh everybody was trying <laughs> to do the crane you kick. You never see Mr. Miyagi doing the crane kick. No, you do. No, 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 no. That's not Mr. Miyagi. That's not Pat Morita. That is his stand-in on the, okay. the, the, oh, really? the whole kick because he couldn't do it. Okay. Uh-huh. What, it's supposed to be yeah, Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, he couldn't though, do it. So, yeah. that, uh, so much for balance. Yeah. Well, you know, that I remember, I can't remember what movie, but going to see something. Mm-hmm. Previously, you know, pre- earlier in the year, with again with my mom because you know I went to my movies with my mom all the time. Yeah, and seeing the trailer for this, yeah, and kind of being like, actually seeing the trailer for this and seeing the trailer for Ghostbusters. <laughs> well, the same, they were close. The yeah, yeah. yeah, well, but at the same time, like the coming attractions, you know, right. like, yeah, it would be like first I'd seen to be the one of them, and I was like, oh, I got to see both of those. But that karate movie looks really good, yeah. you know, and and. And going to the theater with her to see it and just being like, wow. And really walking away at the end of this movie with that 
that warm fuzzy feeling inside I, of like I'm I, yeah I you can know say it's, that this is probably the first movie that I can remember actually, even though we know Miss Miyagi was actually an evil going back so going back to watch in <laughs> theaters more than once this is the first one that mm-hmm. I can remember I, actually deliberately going back and right, watching it more right, than once right, right. by choice. Because it was that good. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there were so many little elements of this. You, you, let's talk about Billy Zabka for a second. Absolutely. I mean, this guy, they could not have cast a better villain than Billy Zabka. But was he? he? he I mean, he was... All right, Barney. His, <laughs> his portrayal in this was that of a villain. Okay, that's reality, the whole thing. Because like that was one of the first times I ever heard somebody say... Actually, Johnny was the hero of this story. Yeah. Was on How I Met Your Mother because Barney, you yeah. know, that whole thing. And they actually, yeah. but then Cobra Kai comes along mm-hmm. a, a decade and after you that, get and the it's other like, side of the oh it's no, the no, other no, side of the coin. It's right, you know, th- this is okay. Yeah, Daniel's kind of an asshole. You know, well, this is. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about <laughs> yeah. Cobra Kai here in a minute, just because we'll, we'll, we got to touch on the sequels. This movie spawns so many different spawn, yeah. you know, spinoffs and including and the worst variations. One. It had what three proper spinoffs? It had or three well, proper. So there was officially, Kid two. You had three you and had the next, next karate. karate Kid. Then you had the animated series. I don't even remember that. I it, so. it didn't last very long. Yeah. It was where you know Daniel and Mr. Miyagi go on adventures. Okay. Um, but then you had the the rebirth of Karate Kid, which was the Kung Fu Kid. Yeah, we don't talk about that. With uh, um, Jackie Chan and um, what's his name? Will Smith's son. Jaden. Jaden Smith. Yeah. The weirdo. Yeah. Um, and then you had Cobra Kai. Which you know initially started. Off, it was funny. This is the first series that I can remember that started off as a uh, a, YouTube a YouTube series. Yeah, it was when when YouTube premiered. It was YouTube Red. Yeah, yeah. that was going to be their like original programming. And stuff. they were really trying to push hard for something that was going to grab people. And when they came up with this, just the ad campaign for it alone was just like, oh. I didn't yeah. watch Cobra Kai initially. But I did. It was actually what this started from was there was a band called We the Kings. Right. Yes. That did the Sweep the Leg. Sweep that the did leg. the song Sweep right. the Leg. Right. And somebody basically went, oh, I want to see that story. And right. basically well, turned and it into Cobra Kai. Didn't that also have Mr. Belding in the video? No. No. Was, there was somebody else that was in that video. That well, was, well, Johnny, uh, what's, his, uh, Ma- uh, what's his name wound up at the end of it? Um, um, Ralph, Macchio. Ralph Macchio comes in. But it also, had, it. it also had the original Cobra Kai right. crew because they're sitting in the trailer. Like, right. And they're just quoting a movie back and forth right. to each other that was one of those first like real like viral internet yeah. things you know that and uh was it the ultimate showdown of ultimate destiny you know oh, yeah, and, yeah. and you know some of that stuff back in like 15 years that, ago the you maria know? guy yeah. maria. <laughs> or the history of dance yeah. remember that one you know oh, th- yeah. there was all this stuff that started going around on myspace it's very early youtube oh yeah very early youtube all right so anyway since, since we've already opened the door let's go ahead and talk about the sequels for a minute all right <sighs> so you had you know the initial one like you said it spawned the three mm-hmm. two direct sequels which was Cardi kid 2 and 86 and then which uh, for a sequel is not bad no actually it, it, i would say it holds it holds right. water it's right on caliber with the original right. I, I actually enjoyed it as much as yeah. i do the original now the third one however was not so much and Tur- I'll be, turns dark i have seen the third one okay yeah and that was one of the things that like i remember seeing it back when it was released mm-hmm. whenever year it was and have never seen it since yeah so when all of that came back around in cobra kai like 
I'm like, I probably need to go back and rewatch this movie because I don't remember what happened. Oh, you you had all. to because one of the main characters out of that I know, movie. I know, I know, and, and and all of well, like the fla- of did. all yeah. the flashbacks that they kept doing in that last season of Cobra Kai. I'm like, I don't remember any of this. Yeah. So so I mean, you had that, and then for whatever reason, when they decided to do another one, Dan uh, 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 Ralph Macchio said that he he really didn't want to be a part of it, but Marita said he'd still do it. Right. So they decided to do the next Karate Kid, which. Hillary Swank. For whatever reason, had Hillary Swank in it. Right. And it just, honestly... It was it, the early days of Get Woke, Go Broke. <laughs> well, oh! <laughs> wow. But it, oh. I mean, it had that. And of all people, you're going to have Michael Ironsides in there, too. And that surprised me. Put I Michael, love Michael Ironside, Ironside in everything. I'm sorry. I love that, that guy. Yeah, it's a <laughs> but, you know, it was just one of those things. That's, it was, let's this should have worked, and it didn't. It was yeah. not a great movie. No, that's I've what never, I'm saying. It, it should have worked. It wasn't written well. I've never seen it. And uh, then so that's, um, let's 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 talk about that. Sh- that shall not be mentioned. We might as well get it out of the way now. The Kung Fu Kid. The Kung Fu Kid. We'll just call it that because it's not the Karate Kid. The only thing that was a, in the least bit similar to it was the fact that the guy's name was Miyagi. Yet he was what? Look, thirty years younger than Jackie Pat Chan is you know? no Pat Morita. No, I'm sorry. That and, is... and honestly, had they called him something else and right. went a different direction, if, I probably would have enjoyed you know, that movie more. That again, I have not seen it. I've only heard bad things, and I have seen clips from it. And I'm just like, what were they thinking? Okay, I think my take on it is if they had just taken all of that away and yeah. made it a different movie, yeah. it probably would have. It would have been fine. It would have been accepted have a lot it to more. The exactly. Kid, but you know that's okay. And that's the problem you get with a lot of quote unquote remakes of like that decide they're going to go in a new direction. Yeah. Do it. Just call it something else. You don't have to like no. try Folks, to tie it to something that well, it is. stop it's, rebooting movies. Yeah. Absolutely. Please come up well, with some if original gonna, material. If you're gonna do it, if you're gonna do it, you cannot strip the entire story out of it. And literally, the only thing that linked that movie. To the original series, not just the original movie, but the original series was the fact that the guy's name was Miyagi. Yeah. And his wife died. Yeah, and his wife died. Not in the same way. No. Not in the same country. Nope. Not in the same storyline. Nope. No military stuff to it whatsoever. Nope. No, you know, PTSD in it right. whatsoever. Nope. None of those key elements of the original one were in that god awful remake. And you want to let it stand on its own merits. Okay, fine. But don't try to call it the next Karate Kid or any of this other kind of crap. It just doesn't work. It's not. It has nothing. It didn't even have anything to do with karate. It was kung fu, which, if you ask anybody that studied martial arts, are two very different things. Mm-hmm. Oh, very different yeah. styles. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's and, just, and the amount of styles within those styles, yeah. is is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just that that movie just made me angry. That's all it did. Um, as you can probably tell. <laughs> Um, but as I mentioned also, they did have an animated series. It was in NBC back <laughs> in uh, 89. It only lasted like one season. It wasn't very good. Like four episodes or something. There was uh, a toy line. Yeah, it was a toy line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I can't remember if the toy line was based off the movies or it was, it was based off the animated uh, series. And they were like eight-inch figures, I think. They weren't like full, you yeah. know, what they were They were bigger than G.I. Joe, smaller than Barbie. They were done know? by yeah. Kenner, if I yes, remember right. I, they were I think Kenner, they yeah. were. And, and yeah, they, they, they tried, but they just didn't. And in uh, 2018, as you mentioned, that's when YouTube uh, released Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. and they they created something that they refer to as the Miyagi verse, which is where everything was taking place in the same time period, the same locations, the same actors, 
which I was very happy to see that. Right, right. And there were a lot of elements of Cobra Kai that made it something very special because that's the way that you keep a story going. Mm-hmm. That's the way that if you want to continue on a storyline, you bring in those old actors and you give us that backstory, how one of them is dying and one of them is now a preacher and one of them is, you know, whatever. They're, they're kind of all over the place. But right. even better yet, it gave us... Eagle Fang. <laughs> yes, that's right. Eagle Fang. Actually, the thing that I love most about it was, to, to your point, Alan, mm-hmm. you know, when the whole scene when Allie comes back in and they're talking and, and Daniel's talking about how, you know, what his vision of the history was. And right. she's like, no, you were a jerk. Right. You know, <laughs> you, you, you just continued to haunt me afterwards right. and wouldn't leave me alone. Right. You know, it's. It's kind of interesting, and I, I always love that Well, idea. that was also, you got the, the story with Johnny, where yeah. he was like, no, I wanted to go over and talk to her because I thought we were going to get back together. Like, yeah. I, I, He's like, I, I legitimately, yeah, we'd had a fight the night before, and yeah. I, I didn't realize, you know. Yeah, I, but I, you've also got to look at kids new. He's yeah. just shown up on this beach. He's been flirting with this girl. Oh, I get day. it. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm and not, now, yeah, and I now he sees this bunch of kids on motorcycles show up, and he sees... This dude walk up to the girl he's been flirting with all day and snatch her radio away mm-hmm. from her. Yeah. What's going to be your reaction? I know, I know, I know. Again, you could make the argument on either side of that coin, and they that's were, what made they it were, so good. Hey, they hey. were both jerks. There were fine people on both sides. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I mean, you, you know. You said no politics. <laughs> We talking about? I was, I was, uh, I was quoting Sonic Two there. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you're a <laughs> liar. Anyway, and to kind of continue on the uh, the sequels and the adaptations and everything else, announced in 2020, and I can't make this up. Oh no! It has been announced that the Karate Kid will now be adapted into a Broadway musical. Of course, because they're doing that with everything. Because they've now. run out of ideas. Yeah, exactly. Hollywood, Broadway. You know, we've got Beetlejuice the musical. I mean, we've all got of all them. kinds of stuff. It's like there are no why? new ideas. None. I feel like I feel like the character from Pump Up the Volume. All the good ideas I know. have been absolutely. Used. All the themes have been turned into theme parks. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And and I mean, there wasn't even. Okay, that's a good segue. Let's talk about the soundtrack for a second with because the there's <laughs> well with the soundtrack for Karate Kid, it was actually kind of interesting because one of the most famous songs in that movie is not on the soundtrack. Cruel Summer? Cruel Summer is yep. not on the soundtrack. That but that's, is the song that's that's the synonymous song, with that movie. That, yeah, oh, it yeah. is. That is. That's the first time I heard that song. Yep. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. I we, really like it. You've this. also got to talk about the song We've You're used, the Best. Hold on. Joe, oh, yep. yeah. Joe Joey Bean Esposito. Esposito. Yep. Um, Which was not originally song. written for that movie. No. no, it was not. Great song. Yep. And one of those that has been reclaimed in a lot of ways, you know, and I'm, I'm happy. Um, the um, what was I saying about um, Bananarama? You yes. know, Cruel Summer <laughs> became our intro for yeah, <laughs> for I mean, Richard it's a Summer twenty twenty two is a killer song because there's there was nothing songs. else to go with. I mean, it was like no, that is the song we have to go with for this. You there's know? two other songs that were were in the movie that didn't really make it on the soundtrack. The one that didn't. Okay, how many montages are in this movie? A lot. Okay, half the movie is a montage. The, the whole thing, the the montage when they're at the um, the the putt putt place or whatever yeah. you know that song yeah. what was it i, I don't uh, remember now it's uh but i know there was that one and then there was another was one feel the night something like that yeah that's actually on the soundtrack okay that did make the soundtrack but the two that didn't make the soundtrack um the, do you remember the band that was playing at the dance uh the band was called broken edge okay and they they have a couple of songs that were actually on the soundtrack okay one that wasn't please answer me was not on it uh, there was another song called The Ride that was by a band called The Matches, which, if I'm not mistaken, was the song that was playing when they're doing the bike chase. Okay. You know, 
where he's he's yeah, trying he's, to get away. He's trying his, to get away in his BMX, and they're right. yeah, yeah, and they're chasing him down on dirt bikes. Yeah, <laughs> why they didn't run that little kid over, I oh, don't know. Man, it just... But um, the soundtrack itself, there was there was a few that were on there that were really kind of unique. Okay, but let's, let's, let's talk, talk about, about that dance yeah. first off. Okay. okay, go ahead. I was not wrong when I said that Daniel pulled a bitch move on Johnny in that whole situation. Okay, yeah, that yeah. is. I mean, let's be honest. It was still funny. Let's be honest. Any one of us is trying to smoke up in the bathroom. Somebody and turns, somebody a, hose turns a hose on us. Yeah. We're going and getting our crew. We're going to go beat some ass. Okay. I don't care which side you're on in this thing. That is a bitch move. I mean, that no ifs ands buts. But he didn't go. He you're didn't say, wrong. "Hey, there's just two of us here. Let's let's you know let's take let's do this thing." No, he goes and and does what he does. So. You're not wrong, but in the same token, and then runs away. Yeah, you well, know, that's uh, it's a five-on-one situation. Well, I mean, come well, on, you know, you knew the odds. Why do you poke the bear when you know there's five of them? Because okay? it's funny. Until you get your ass beat, and then have you know your your sensei come in and beat up a bunch of miners, which should have put his ass in jail. So, oh my gosh! All right. So anyway, back to the the Joe. What was his name? Joe Esposito song. You're the best. Matter of fact, he should have been put in jail and put on a list. Oh my. Okay. God. That is. <laughs> oh, bitter Allen is so much. I'm just fun. saying. <laughs> hey, you guys did not like my 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 previous summaries. Yeah, bitter this Allen. Is, this is what you get. This is bitter Allen. This is what you get. <laughs> Just wait till Back to the Future. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm terrified of this one. I think. But it's anyway, so let's talk, let's talk about Joe the the Joe Esposito song for a second. You're the best. That was actually originally written for Rocky too. That makes sense. Uh, I, that's that song sounds like it should be yeah, a Rocky. It movie, was originally you know? written for Rocky too, but they they subbed it out because originally that one was for Rocky too, and the Survivor song Eye of the Tiger was for this one. They swapped. Yeah, they did. Wow. Okay. They swapped, which and is funny fact, considering that Rocky Three came out two years prior to this movie. Right. Eighty two is when Eye of the Tiger was, though. Right. Yeah. And so, okay, okay. This so they just held. This, so they just held this yes. this song over. Yeah. yeah okay. They they basically swapped, and uh, there was another one. The the moment of truth, uh, the the Survivor song. It's actually played. I think it's at the end of the movie during the end credits. As you were saying, is that the one? Oh no, actually, I didn't go, never mind. Go ahead. Uh, but that was like uh, you know, Bill Conti was big on that. Okay, which is perfect because Bill Conti wrote "Gonna Fly Now," which is the Rocky theme. Yeah. So you know, it kind of works yeah. out. So basically, if Rocky hadn't existed, this soundtrack would have been totally. If Rocky different. hadn't existed, this movie would have never existed. Very true. To be honest. Very true. I mean, we can go down a line of a bunch of movies that would never existed if Rocky had. And there's existed. one right. There's one big element that was brought up in this, and he's not on the damn soundtrack, which ticks me off because this movie introduced the world to Zomfear. <laughs> okay, I did not realize that. That's the, 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 the I know pan the, the, the pan flute. I know who you're talking about. If yeah. you think master about the pan how, flute, how yeah. much damn pan flute was used in this movie? That was all. Okay, okay, okay. And, and now that you say that, yeah, can I tell you a secret? Oh God, he's got his own fear album, no, doesn't he? I actually did not go back and rewatch this movie for this. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it so many times that, and I've been so busy this week that I was just like, okay, and so. I, I feel like I need to already go wash my hands or something, the way he's acting. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Go ahead. Okay. No, that, that was just saying. I just I, I didn't get a chance to go back and rewatch this movie, but I like oh, I said, that I've was the whole seen, secret. Yeah, oh. I've seen it so many times oh, yeah, that I didn't need to. Well, if I mean, you were it's eighties kid at all. This yeah, I know. So I watched this, this every movie. time he turned it on. You oh know. yeah, Th this was one of those movies like we've talked about before for the longest time. 
of I'm flipping through the channels and it's on. This is what I'm doing for the next. I, I'm two not going to lie. You know? I used the the fact that we're recording this episode as an excuse. That to go was back something to watch it. Yeah, because I went and looked just to see like the time. This hour. This is two hours and six minutes long. Yeah, it's a long movie. Like I. Yeah. And and I got to think about. It, I was like, yeah, that yeah that that actually makes a lot of sense. You know, now thinking about what all happens in the right. movie. Um, and I mean, because there are so, so many storylines going on at well, the same so time. Well, there's so many elements you know? of it, and that's why I think, you know, it is definitely rewatchable. It's mm-hmm. definitely something you can go And it holds and up. Yeah. yeah, and you're going to catch stuff that you didn't pick up on beforehand, like the whole thing about, you know, why Daniel and his mom moved out there was because she got some job with a computer company, but now she's a waitress? What yeah. Something it, was, I th- it felt like the, the company computer folded. job had been a scam yeah, or, or something. Yeah. Didn't he also, didn't Daniel also say something about because like him with his dad leaving him or whatever, yeah. she didn't want to run into him with his new girlfriend or something. something. Like I, I remember that. I seen that. Yeah. Remember that. Him telling Allie that. You know, um, I'm kind of. It's kind of weird because like I understand the whole new kid in town Fish doesn't know doesn't know a lot of people, but why didn't he make other guy friends? Well, he did. Mis- besides Mr. Miyagi, no, why didn't Freddy, he remember at the 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 guy that invited him to the beach party? <sighs> they kind of walked off and left. yeah, they they really yeah, they, well, they that, really that's didn't. when they found out he was a bitch. Yeah, but well, you know it was a different story. You know, and it, it's funny because <laughs> what happens when you come to the OC? I, this movie kind of <laughs> hit for me because I had been the new kid over and over. And let's over be honest, if it had not been for the Karate Kid and that beach scene, yeah, we would have never gotten that classic line. Welcome oh, to the OC, bitch. You're, you're not <laughs> I mean, wrong. <laughs> But Dave, to your point, I mean, I, I did think that this not only personified the the new kid fish out of water kind of thing, it also kind of opened the door for a lot of other movies to kind oh, of pull off that same thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, how many different movies can we slate from just a three or four year window prior to or after that, you know, basically followed the same general plot line? Mm-hmm. Most you know, of the 80s. Or even that, you know, tied into martial arts. Oh, yeah. Because of it. I mean, oh, yeah. this really opened the door for a lot of youthful martial arts movies to kind of be made, which. And then you started getting three ninjas, the, the ninja movies. And oh, shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, again, there was this whole um, Canon Films was already holding that down. Yes. For us, oh, OK. Yeah. And then this just kind of set everything over the top. Well, here is because okay. you start getting shows on TV like American Ninja. And you well, started, later. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. we had the master. Yeah, you remember, yeah. you know, again, that goes back to uh, what's his name? We were talking, uh, Sonny Chiba. Sonny Chiba. I see, but you know, a type, you know, that was again a direct line from this movie. Well, you there. know, I big, mean, you had big trouble in Little China. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, you're not wrong. I, I mean, I got to bring Carpenter into it. This really did the Golden Child. Any number of things. I'll say this much: this was probably the birth of the the big focus on Asian culture. Yes. And, you know, to your point, Dave, you know, The Golden Child, Big Trouble in Little China, all these movies kind of came out around this time frame or either right before or right after where you really saw that kind of resurgence in the American culture where people were fascinated with this stuff. The the ninja movies that started popping up everywhere. Chuck Norris became a thing again. Again. You know, yeah. but again, more, Canon Films holding that down. Well, so. right. I mean, it just it was one of those things that this really I think this this kind of started that ball. It either started that ball rolling or it pushed that ball really, really hard. Right, right, right. So, I mean, it really kind of gave that push to it. And for better or for worse, I mean, it definitely brought about a lot of actors who you may never have actually seen before or paid attention to. Because let's be honest, 
Ralph Macchio didn't really do a whole lot before this movie, but no. once this movie came out, he rode that cash cow in the ground. Outside of Crossroads. Yeah. Tell me something that he did that wasn't Karate Kid related. Well, the Outsiders. That um, was before. My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, My Cousin Vinny that was, was a big one. That was years later. Oh, yeah. That's, but and he played a supporting still, role but in that. Well, his big thing was he went from there to Broadway. Okay. Because he started doing stuff like... Uh, Maybe, I, but I'm just saying, Ralph Macchio did not become... He didn't become the movie the star. The movie star people were expecting to right. outside of this franchise. No, but I, I no, think no. that was by his choice, though. I agree with because you. Because he, he went to stage after Could he be. did all I the mean, movie yeah, stuff. Well, we also got to remember, he was like, what, 27 when he made this movie or something was, like that? He was mid-20s. I yeah, remember, I mean, yeah. It, it was he was a lot older than when he was playing. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, most of them were. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, if you think about it, the one that really had the most successful movie career outside of this was Billy Zabka. I mean, he made a career out of playing Pat an Marita asshole. Didn't I mean, really, yeah. yeah, Pat Morita didn't really do a whole lot of not after outside this, of that. No. Martin Cove, the only other thing that I can immediately remember him in was, like I said, Rambo. You mm-hmm. know, and he only had a very small bit in that. Yeah, uh, you know, um, I'm trying to think of any of the other. Well, Elizabeth Shue. Okay, so I'll but give that. let's be honest, Elizabeth Shue did this movie. And then she did uh, cocktail. Yep, and adventures in babysitting. And adventures of babysitting and cocktail. And she really didn't do a whole lot until we got to like leaving Las Vegas. Like she would she would pop up here and there for stuff, but her her yeah. star did not rise the way they were expecting. Well, she had a resurgence with like CSI and you know a bunch of those types of again, things but it's later on in her career. You know, but, yeah, you know. and then she winds up in you know Piranha Double or Piranha 3D. Well, yeah, and whatever. I mean, every, it was, everybody you know, did their series of schlock. But you know? I mean, but it's just one of those things that I mean, no it was, one, it was no Sharknado. Yeah, it's true. No one came out of this movie as this is the next big thing. No, and the that, funny thing is that's what they were marketing them as, right? You know, I mean, when Ralph Macchio came out of The Outsiders, that entire cast of The Outsiders oh, was I, just that, that cast. Is, you know, to to use your favorite phrase, talk that about is the murderers, murderers row. row. Really, you know, is, I mean, I know. it's just ridiculous, and to think that, you know. Who came out of that? This was apparently my dogs have strong feelings about this movie. Yes, (laughs) well, you know. (laughs) But I mean, it just—it was one of those things that you know you saw these opportunities that, and I don't know if you could call that an opportunity wasted or if that's just you know once after the third movie he's just looking at going. You know what? I've made my money. I want to go be on Broadway for a while. And, And that's you know, and I'm sure he did well. Oh yeah, you know, and. You know, and Crossroads. Crossroads was Crossroads was okay. It was okay, it but great. I'm but sure was... he made his money on that movie, yeah. though. I mean, have you seen this movie though? I mean, Crossroads, it's a good movie. It's, it's yeah, all right. well, it's solid. It's solid. But the I, best it, part of Crossroads is that guitar duel at the end with Steve I. Oh, well, of course. I mean, well, that's yeah. the rest of that movie is. Eh, so, so let's let's circle back to something here. We were talking about Karate Kid Two on this one, and. I could see an. We argument. did it all for the glory of love. Yes. Wow. <laughs> what was the movie that we were talking about that had that on the soundtrack before that was surprising? I don't remember. Was it that. One Crazy Summer? No, it wasn't One Crazy Summer. It was something that we talked. One of the, or what? Yeah, I think it was. I one think crazy it was crazy. I think it was because it was like in the background. Yeah. Or something. It was, yeah, just, it was just one like, of those things that were like, like what? Yeah. How did yeah. that happen? Same. But, uh, you know. Again, same summer. Yeah. 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 Because we did. We did talk about that One yeah. Crazy Summer. So because yeah, you both looked at me like I was insane. No. Yeah, when I brought it up. I, I never do this. I never do this because means I am, something he's done. I am times. absolutely <laughs> the most anti-sequel person on the planet. Okay. Karate Kid, Karate Kid Two. Which is the better movie? Karate Kid. Karate Kid. You think? Yeah. Karate I Kid Two. Like I said, Karate Kid Two. Like I said with Karate Kid Two. As far as sequels go, yeah, it's a good. It's sequel. a very very solid. It's sequel. like. Yeah. 
to, to bring it to a, a 90s franchise, yep. Karate Kid 2 is on par with Scream 2. Where yeah, it's, okay. Where it's like, okay. the first movie was this phenomenon, and the second movie comes out, and it's like, this is still pretty good. Well, right. You know, but that's I mean, like, you in, know, the, in the second one, you get character development. Right. You get backstories. Yes. You get, and, I you think get, that's and that's deeper into the With characters. them going to Okinawa right. and, and learning about Mr. Miyagi and, and his, well, back, his backstory Sato, and all, all, yeah, those all of that. And, you know, the whole the, the, the rivalry between him and, um, I can't remember. Sato. Sato. Was it Sato? Yeah, yeah it was Sato. And, when, and then, of course, it, the it nephew. Gets, it, yeah, it gets, again, using kids as proxy war. So it's, it's I'm telling you. I'm sorry. <laughs> if, in the movie, that guy looked like he was in his oh, I know, late, I know. late 20s. And he, again, I'm glad he came back for Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. That is a, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it just, it's good. I could honestly see and, an and, argument being made for, for and that here's the thing, better one here's the Here's the thing with Karate Kid 2. If for nothing yeah. else... We got to see what everybody wanted to see in the opening of that movie, which is Miyagi versus Kreese. Yeah. That is a, yeah. you know, and it's one of those things where Miyagi taking the high road. Yep. You know, could, and I love, I love the fact that when he's got Kreese on his knees and when he's When a man approaches back, you, he is enemy and enemy deserves no and, mercy. And he's giving him the exact same speech yep. that he's been giving these kids for years. And then yeah. honks his nose. And, yeah, and, it's just, and just embarrasses him in front of everybody, you know, which comes back in three. You know, well, that's the whole... I want you to make his knuckles bleed. Yeah, you know, I that, know, I know. That, I mean, that's the thing I think was so good about this franchise. Is that and don't it, forget Koala Kai. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing I, I really appreciate. You've about. seen that commercial. Oh, I've seen that commercial. But also how that linked in with with Cobra Kai series is that they knew how to do tossbacks to storylines and bring them back into the surface and answer questions that we didn't know we wanted to know the answers to. Yes. I mean, to your point about the opening of Karate Kid 2, I mean, you could have stopped after that first one. You could have stopped cold, mm-hmm. said that's it, and that would have been a great story. But the whole scene in the parking lot where, you know, he's punking out Johnny for losing. Right. And, you know, he's trying to defend him. It, it, it really, you know, picks up where it left off. Mm-hmm. And then it segues into the whole thing about Allie leaving him for a, a, a the football player from football UCLA, player from UCLA yeah. you know, and, and you know. And, and she wrecked his car. Yeah, and she, uh, she did. Can we talk about the car for a second? That woman wrecked the car. That was, Dave doesn't I'm, care that I'm she left. Still him. angry. She's like, that was <laughs> good. 19, she's gone. She wrecked the car. That was a 1948 Ford Super Deluxe Club convertible. Yes. Do you guys have any idea how rare of a oh, car know, that is? And she wrecked it. That that she Devil. wrecked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but be fair. He also, you know, Miyagi went out there and got it started again. In like. 20 seconds so yeah but the amount of body work that you're gonna have to do that and the panels that you're not gonna be able to replace oh my god just angry i don't know who's more bitter you or alan anyway, i'm not <laughs> bitter i just told the truth all right but, but I, we got to talk about another car though all right talk to me and that's the wagon oh at the beginning because they they dumped on this car and they really should not have been dumping on this car you know how to drive stick? <laughs> when I say pop it, pop it. Because the model that they're in, yep. they only made it for like four or five years. That is a Chevrolet Chevelle Greenbrier wagon. That is a Chevelle station wagon. I love the fact that you looked that up. Dave just, I, I know. He, I, I love he was it. a car guy. I, mean, I, I was a, impressed with my friend of the no. Ford, but you know, he's gone. Out. And you could get that car 
in a small like 3.8 liter V6 all the way up to a 454 cubic engine. Somehow I have a hunch they were not pushing a 454. In that. No, they weren't pushing a 454, but it could have very very easily been the 350 version. Oh, and let's okay, one thing that we're not touching on that we it's made appearances in multiple things in the Miyagi verse, golf and stuff. Yeah. That was a yes, real place. Yes, yes, yes. That's still a real place. Last I looked, it was still there. Golf and stuff is Again, going back to watching that montage, you yep. know, like especially seeing as a kid, and being like, "I want to go to that place." Yeah, like that dude. Well, I, 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 spend, I could spend all day there. Wait, how no, many of those I, places I go, do you remember going to? Though? Oh yeah, I can there go to was, water slide and play miniature golf. I mean, come on. And there's an arcade here. Yeah, and bumper boats. And bumper boats. Uh, yeah. I never really cared about. Bumper well, but that's boats. my point. Go karts, absolutely. See, and that's well, you know, we had what was it? Uh, what was the name of that place at Hickory Hollow Mall? It's not. It's not. It's right there when you get off of Bell Road. It oh, was snookers? Right, snookers. Yeah, yeah, you know, and they had they had of course they had billiards and arcade games, but they also had go karts. Yeah, um, there was Europa go karts and golf that yes. was over here at Rivergate, which at well, one time there was a slide, a water slide that was right behind there. Well, so you right. could do in all Hendersonville, that stuff. You had the Castle Miniature Golf yes. batting cages, yep. Yep. which is where I did an arcade. Of my time. There was and an arcade, arcade with a pool yeah. table. Right. But but to the point though, guys, do you see those types of businesses being built anymore? No. I mean, unfortunately, no. Now, with we the exception still of like have Grand Dave and Busters. We still have Grand Old Yeah, but they're not taking right. care of it. Oh, that thing is I trash, I know. which is an you absolute You don't see miniature travesty. golf courses being built anymore. You don't see water slides being put in aside from a separate And that was park. the other thing about going to Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, oh, especially, yeah. is because there was, those things were everywhere. Oh, yeah. everywhere. And they're still everywhere. Yeah. I mean, well, there's not many not be everywhere, but they still have some of them. I mean, you unless go you're do. going to some place like, was it Great Wolf Lodge or yeah, one of those, you know, a, one of those chains that it's kind of, you know. Where you get to stay at the hotel to be able to right, go to the water park. You know, unless you're doing that or you're going to some place like a Dave and Buster's mm-hmm. or a, a Jillian's or, or one of those Jillian's types of chains. Exist. Well, you know. Dave and Buster's. Jillian's became Dave and Buster's. Right, yeah. those types out. of places that you know are are known for basically getting one building that has fifteen different things in it. You don't really see those independent ones being built anymore, and I think that's a shame because that. I mean, I can only imagine what the insurance would be on a joint like that. Yeah, I get. But it, you know, it's still that's that's the the twenty twenty two eyes right, going back right, and looking right. at this, going, "Good lord!" But again, I, I hope they signed waivers. That's you know? the type of <laughs> We're thing. We're not talking about Action Park anymore. Oh, Google. oh no! Look, you know, there's trampoline parks. My son loves going to the one here, yep. and you do. You have to like sign a waiver. Oh yeah, go in there. I mean, yeah, it's I like, no, no who was on this? Blah blah blah. I agree not to sue, and blah, you know, I'm like, all right. Yeah. So. Okay, so you brought it up, and this is a good way to to start to wrap this up okay. here. <laughs> who was the real villain in this one, Dave? I think it was six of one, half dozen of the other, and if those two would talk to each other, they probably could have fixed the problem early on in the movie. Okay, so so if you had to pick one person that you would say it was the villain, the true villain in this movie, who was it? Hmm. John Kreese. John Kreese. <laughs> John Kreese. Absolutely. No, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, buts about it. It's John Kreese. He's yeah. the one that, you know, you were talking about Miyagi trying to, you know, being kind of evil. No in this. such thing as bad student, only bad, bad teacher. teacher. Right. And, you know, the fact that he was pushing that muscle element of right. it. You know, and, and honestly, they could not have picked a better person to play him. No. He was so, I mean, if, if anyone that ever watched Cagney and Lacey, you know, watching his character in that series, he was very smarmy. He was very, you know, macho-esque kind of, of feel to it. So just watching him walking around with his thumbs in his gi the entire time. Oh, yeah. You know, just leaning back on it and just looking with this, like, you know, 
proud as a peacock kind of look on his face. He nailed that. Mm -hmm. He made everybody in those theaters just hate the ground that that man walked on, Mm -hmm. you know, and the fact that they brought that back in number three just for that short period of saying, I want you to make his knuckles bleed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the kind of vindictiveness that just really oh, carries, that makes it, a great villain. You know? Carries over into Cobra Kai. It does. I mean, that very is much a, so. you know. Oh, it absolutely Very does. much so. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things that you don't see that type of, and you were talking about character development in the yeah. second one. That is the perfect level of character development because you don't even want to know this guy's backstory. You don't need to know this guy's backstory. You know you hate him from the moment you lay lay eyes on him through the entire process even when they tried to do the scene in Cobra Kai where they're showing him you know not being all mentally there right. and down you know down in his luck financially and all this other kind of stuff making you want to try to care for him the wrestling fan in me is going it's a work <laughs> it's a work right 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 it's a work yeah. oh absolutely you absolutely. know so. but i really think you know looking back and there's very few times in in cinema and in pop culture where you get an opportunity to look at this through a different set of eyes. Mm -hmm. And I really applaud all the people with Cobra Kai that kind of took that opportunity to kind of turn this on its ear a little bit Mm -hmm. and look at it from the idea of maybe Johnny wasn't as big of a prick as everybody thought he Mm -hmm. was in, you know, well, again, I think as Dave said, there were, there was enough of that to go around. Yeah. Oh, everybody involved. I mean, they were both stupid teenagers. Yeah. And there's that too. And there's ego involved and there's hormones involved. Raise your hand if you weren't a stupid teenager. Yeah. Exactly. So it's a Yeah. So, I mean, it could, a couple conversations between those two could have solved a lot of issues way early on. (laughs) But you put John Kreese in the middle of that. Mm -hmm. I think he's actually the one that should have been on a list. Oh, yeah. Could be. Yeah. Not Miyagi. If we ever do decide to do an episode about, you know, the best villains of all time. Oh, John Kreese will be on that. John Kreese is definitely. No, no. Johnny, Johnny, I don't think we'd make the list. Um, no, but one of his other characters might, you know. Dutch, yeah. Dutch might make the list. Dutch was a prick. I mean, there's no other way around it. Dutch was there, a prick. There, there are plenty. Of, and what's so funny is that uh, William Zab, um, Billy Zapka, Billy yeah. Zapka, is such a nice guy. Oh, yeah. Like every interview I've ever seen of him, he was just like, yeah, he's like, it was so much fun playing completely opposite of what I'm really like. Well, but that's, you know, it's <laughs> that's the best acting is when you can play somebody, you know, you ask any wrestling fan if they actually get a chance to meet one of the heels mm-hmm. in real life. Usually they're some of the nicest people in the world because they by, know how to get that anger and that that hatred out by every metric, every like people I know personally who mm-hmm. met Rick Rude. Okay. They said he was one of the nicest people you would ever meet and, and yet he put played a mic in his hand such a heel for he, years yeah i mean i don't just, think he ever did face no, i don't remember him i don't ever think he ever face. he i don't think he ever turned face he and i'm talking about all the way back even before wwe i'm, I'm pretty WWE sure runs. he was a, a he was for yeah life. yeah you know but i just I, I i really like i said i applaud that element you know kind of going back with the 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 tron element that we were talking about on last episode where you get that opportunity to look at a story from a different perspective and from a different set of eyes to see how it carries right. over it. That's unique. I'm going to go with one more wrestling thing. Oh, goodness. All right. Go ahead. Uh, heels. Yep. Ted DiBiase, Million Dollar Man. Yep. If you know this, don't answer. Okay. Okay. Because okay. I want Dave to like just be floored. All right. 
you remember when all the, the Ted DiBiase and you know, the Million Dollar Man oh, yeah. came to WWE mm-hmm. and did yeah. all the stuff and like you know he would always like he would do the things where he pull people out of the audience. And everybody's be, got a price. Everybody's got a price. Yeah. You know, you remember the one famous time when he pulled that kid out of the audience and he was like, "Hey, if you can dribble this basketball ten times, I'll give you a hundred dollars or whatever it was." You know, after the ninth one, he kicks it he away. Kicks it away. Do you know who that kid was? Mm-hmm. No. Tell him. Rob Van Dam. Yep. Are you kidding no. me? Yep. <laughs> I did not know that till recently. I was like, yep. holy crap. That That's is. awesome. <laughs> yeah. So but, Ted I mean, DiBiase put him on his path. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, listen, guys, any mm. of our listeners here, if you, you know, if you love this movie, if you have memories of, you know, Karate Kid or any of the Karate Kid series, yeah. if you think we are completely off our rockers with this, you know, definitely hit us up on Discord, send us emails on us, let us know what you think on this. We really want to get some input on on these types of movies because it's really interesting through this whole process where we've gone through and you know the the memories that we have of the movie versus mm-hmm. going back and watching it now through 2022 oh, eyes I almost forgot there's one there's one memory I have to share all right after I saw this movie okay I hyped up everything go to my cousin's house okay? yep. and I'm telling him about the there's the one scene when Mr. Miyagi is beating up all the miners and uh, one of the kids kicks him and he grabs his leg and then kicks him in the balls. Yes. I remember like telling that story and like, yeah, that was like the thing after that. It was like, all right, you know, cause we would get fighting or whatever. And I remember like getting in so much trouble for doing that to my cousin. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh my God! So anyway, as Barry was saying, <laughs> yes, you know the three of us, we know each other. We know right, what this right. conversation is going to be like. It's more fun for us if you guys actually join the conversation and Absolutely. give us some feedback to you know what's your thoughts on it. So you know, hit us up. And I mean, any of the series on this, even if it's Cobra Kai, you know, go ahead and bring us up on this. Anyone that actually watched the animated series, if you want to talk about that, I I have zero. I recall like an episode, and it was the bad overdubbing. It, it they didn't get the original actors back. Of course it was not. Just oh no, horrible. If you want to actually come and apparently try to, again, my dogs have you know they're very passionate. They are very feelings. passionate about the Karate Kid animated but, series. And so. if you want to try to defend the Hillary Swank one or that god awful Jaden Smith, no, there is no defense. I mean, you can try. Bring it on. Hey, write us an email. It's like, Hit it's us like on the Discord. kids say these days, we do not talk about Bruno. So. <laughs> oh, <geez>. oh, no. <laughs> That's he, what we're going out on. He ruins everything. Going out on. My son loves that song. <laughs> uh, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that damn thing. <laughs> guys, send us an email. Hit us on Discord. Do us a favor. Go to your your different podcasting apps and write us a review. That hit the really subscribe helps button. us out. You know what's so bad Make about sure that? you hit the subscribe button because that Just helps that song out. by nature is talking about Bruno. <laughs> I mean, it's... <laughs> oh, my God. We got to get him off of Bruno. That's all there is to it. I, I don't I don't know how right. to do it. Yeah. The funny thing is, he was right. talking about Bruno, and my first thought was the Sasha Baron Cohen well, there you go. No, 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 not that Bruno. <laughs> that will get us banned. All <laughs> right, so I'm Big Dave. I'm Barry. Strike hard, strike fast, strike first. No mercy. Yes. That's Alan Smith. <laughs> Guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you later. See ya.
As school starts, the Cobra Kai continue bullying Daniel. So, hold on. What did I just do? Uh, Sorry, I lost my place there. (laughs) Welcome to the OC, bitch. I love that.